0: so hey jess how's it going
1: hey steve hey autumn what's going on Hi.
0: welcome to our first podcast where we can see each other's faces
1: it's pretty amazing c- you couldn't have picked a better face to see if i don't say so myself
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey welcome to the show I'm Steven, your host. Uh, This week, we thought we would do something a little different. Um, After a year or so of COVID lockdown, we're really starting to miss tour and traveling and being out on the road and meeting all of our community face-to-face. So we thought we would do a little episode where we could reminisce about that. So we invited Jessica Sugarman, who is our treasurer on our board, uh, and she is also an employee of ours from many years ago, and also one of our very good friends, and who has been uh, a fan of the project and part of the Sketcher Cutter family for as long as I can remember. And we thought we would just talk about our experience on tour uh, and all the great stories that we have. So this is a two-part episode. Uh, This is part one. Hope you enjoy. Uh, Well, it's really, it's good to, to see you and hear you. And we're excited to have you on the, on the show. Uh, what, I guess let's, let's talk a little bit about your history with, with the project. How did you, how did you get involved?
1: As I recall, I <laughs> saw an ad on Craigslist. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> As, uh, maybe that is dating the project and myself as a source for looking for jobs going to craigslist but uh it was for an intern or a part-time help mailing sketchbooks and at the time i was doing a lot of freelance kind of hustle stuff i was pretty fresh out of undergrad a couple years and i was assisting artists and doing some freelance museum education and you know always looking for something extra so i saw this ad and it was it was to to help mail sketchbooks for the sketchbook project and i just looked it up and i was like library of sketchbooks williamsburg what is this and just decided it sounds too cool to not try to be involved um, and then i reached out to you guys and i remember meeting you and shane in the first uh office on bedford yeah <laughs> yeah
0: well and i remember we've like told this story before which is funny because then you became like one of our best friends but you like came in we had like four interviews for this internship and we were like that Jess girl was the best out of those four I guess
1: <laughs> yeah I like how you always have that I guess I really wish I could have been a fly on the wall for whatever other weirdos we met <laughs> those other interviews yeah. I guess <laughs> all right
0: so yeah we brought you on uh as our intern yes but very short you get we bump people up real fast on <laughs> the sketchbook project. So that was like three weeks. Uh and then we we were gonna go on tour and we needed someone to go on tour with us, right?
1: Yep. Yes. Um as I remember, it was a partnership with Prismacolor, right? And they like cool. needed someone dedicated to do this uh uh activation uh, at each tour stop with they were donating yeah. materials and we were doing tour mail and it was really cool, but we needed someone to, to, to be that person. And uh, that was apparently going to be me. Um After three weeks, I guess I proved trustworthy enough to <laughs> send out on the road by myself. But yeah, I, I, I really, I remember sitting in my chair in that office when you ap- approached me about it. I, I remember it really clearly because I was honestly kind of scared about the idea of doing it.
0: Well, I think it's, for People listening, I mean, we were how old were we? Probably like 23,
1: yeah. 24. We're like watching each other, like 20, 23, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, so yeah, there's like you know, this was a, almost a, a decade ago like at this point, I think. So, it yeah, is. I mean, you've worked for, I mean, you worked, you started working probably in 2011 or something.
1: That sounds right. Um, yeah. Based on the tour t shirts I have, I that's, <laughs> that's how I keep track of guys. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so yeah, so we go on this tour, and that's sort of this thing we've been talking about a lot is with COVID. Uh, obviously, it's been over almost two years, I feel like, since we went on tour because we mm-hmm. usually go in the spring and summer. And uh, with COVID starting in March, we never got to go last year. Um, I think the last show we really did was we traveled to London and Paris with mm-hmm. the tiny sketchbooks, which was really fun. Oh,
1: wow, but now that, that, that seems well. like
0: a million years ago that that was possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're missing tour basically is what I'm trying to say. We're missing being out on the road and we were like, who better to talk about it than, than Jess Sugarman, who is like the touring master. Uh right? You are. Is that your
1: title? Uh, yeah. Among many. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I, it, it's funny to to look back on it because uh, if I were going to check in with 22 year old me and ask like, would you be driving a truck around the country? I think the answer would have been like, no, that's terrifying. I hate driving <laughs> and I've never driven anything bigger than a Toyota Camry. <laughs> that's way too much responsibility. But I mean, talking about missing travel, I I loved travel, and that's probably what made me say yes, just why not? And it sounded like some crazy adventure that you'd regret not doing. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We never really talked about how for me it was like just this incredible time of growth too, an opportunity to see the country for the first time and visit so many places and meet so many amazing people. I mean, through our participants, just, yeah. At each stop, in in so many different cities, getting to interact with the community, and um, obviously we've talked about lots of crazy adventures along the way that have that have happened. But um, definitely, yeah, what stands out is is just that opportunity to to see new things and meet new people, and it was amazing.
0: Yeah, I I feel the same way. I think uh, it's weird now being in our thirties, but I think looking back added it was it really was like such a special time and a really like unique experience that we got and um yeah I mean w- who we we really truly felt like we were a band like an untalented band that got to tour around <laughs> Yeah, we were very talented uh we got to travel around and do this what I mean I guess for everyone who maybe hasn't gotten to experience what that's like let's let's sort of go through the Eras of tour. I mean, you—the first one, but pre-pre jazz going on tour was Shane and I driving around in a Honda Civic, unloading my famous painted white boxes with <laughs> light bulbs in the top, which I still think I stand by. I stand by. It was very cool. Oh, the sunflowers, right? Yeah, that was. We probably had to go buy them in each city. It was a whole thing. But then we've evolved a little bit, and and. Starting in 2011, when we had like 9,000 books in the tour, uh, that's sort of the time that Jess got involved. So, so yeah, we we would uh, load these guys. Up. Were you were you there when we the, the the Austin trip when all the books fell off, or was that pre your time?
1: That was pre my time. Although my first tour did have the rolling bookshelves with the the cases, so I it was more of like a learn from our horrible disaster scenario and don't do this, but you should tell that story.
0: Yeah. I guess it's, it's time to, to publicly announce that, uh, 2011 we drove from New York to Austin. Uh, we had these rolling shelves and we were like, Oh, we don't need, uh, anything to keep them on the shelf. Uh,
1: <laughs> that but, makes sense.
0: Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and so we, got to Austin and we opened the truck up and uh there were 9000 books that had fallen off the shelf and so those of you who I would actually like to interview someone if you were at that Austin show <laughs> waiting in 2011 at the Austin Museum of Art in the line that went around the corner for two because we had to delay open for 2 hours because somehow 7 of us managed to put 9000 books back in order which was pretty That's amazing it's impressive. impressive yeah uh that's what happened and we apologize, but, you know, we learned from it Uh, and, and as Jess said, we, she, uh, she had round two uh, version two that apparently they stayed slightly more on the shelves, but not permanently.
1: Well, I, it was actually really (laughs) cool. I remember like talking about the evolution of like, we were always constantly upgrading, like with the sketchbook project. It wasn't like everything was overnight. It'd be always making something like a little bit better. And the shelves had, Whoever built them, I know we had like a woodworker we worked with, like developed yeah. this cool system where a piece of plexiglass like perfectly slotted into the shelves and like kept oh, yeah. all the books in place. So when we were driving around, they didn't fall out. It was pretty amazing.
0: It was, yeah. I mean, there was like, and I think at this, it's hard to remember, but we felt really like super unique at the time because there was like not a million corporate like winnebago's driving around the country doing (laughs) pop-ups and it felt really like special and um i don't know i think the world's in the past 10 years you've gotten so connected to everyone but it felt really it felt really cool i actually remember i'm going back a tiny bit but shane and i on our, our first drive from we drove from boston to chicago non-stop we were like driving to like the middle of the night uh and the guy in Chicago just like canceled the show because he had emailed me and I didn't have service on my phone in the middle of Boston and Chicago <laughs> and I didn't see it and he thought that we just like weren't coming. And so it's like, that's really dates us because we had to uh. stop at a rest stop to use wifi. Uh, to like write back to him.
1: A hundred percent. I remember like half of the battle was just getting like the jet pack Wi-Fi things to work because oh all our shows God. require Wi-Fi. I don't know if, if people haven't visited it works similar to the library where, you know, you get your library card and our system is all, you know, cataloged uh, on our website and we we need the internet to make it work. And sometimes it definitely did not. <laughs> so.
0: Remember like Vancouver, uh, Toronto shows where we had to like then figure out how to make why did, i don't know why we we've like managed to never figure this out before we got there and then we're running with 30 minutes to go we're like where's the closest like telecommunications <laughs> totally
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah just figuring out canadian uh wi-fi and my gosh yeah we definitely i i don't know how much you want me to admit that we winged a lot of things but like you were saying it, it was it felt really exciting and new at the time because it was and we were figuring a lot of stuff out and and yeah. honestly a lot of it was our like crazy naive just <laughs> let's try to do this attitude too where i mean yeah should we take a few thousand sketchbooks on on tour and try to book these places that probably you know don't know who we are yet and just just see how it goes and hope people show up okay
0: <laughs> yeah well and that it kind of brings me to the question of i feel like we've talked about this before but what was your experience like trying to get into canada with the library of sketchbooks because i've had a few instances but i'm curious what because i don't know if we well we we did do it to vancouver together with chris huberger hopefully chris is really a big fan of this i could see him being a fan of the podcast and listening
1: if you are listening chris i miss you we love you chris who's chris
0: (laughs) chris was our original like librarian he oh my
1: gosh yeah
0: i mean he was
1: he was a master
0: yeah i we can't even i we would need a whole episode to describe (laughs) uh but yeah so did you have you were you searched at the border oh
1: absolutely i mean (laughs) it's it like you said about being prepared it's funny to think this like wouldn't happen or that you know we wouldn't try to get some documentation to like talk about what we were doing you know as we approached the border But, you know, lots of trucks go through. I'm sure they see tons of crazy things every day. But you'd pull up and they'd just say, like, what are you hauling? Probably expecting, like, furniture or something. (laughs) we would say um, a few thousand sketchbooks. And they'd just be like, pull Pull over. over. (laughs) (laughs) And then they'd open it up and you'd end up giving the pitch that like you give everyone about the sketchbook project to these like border control people that, well, the sketchbook project is a library of, you know, 30,000 sketchbooks based in Brooklyn and you kind of like get them into it. I remember like at least at one gas station, we ended up like almost selling a guy a book or actually (laughs) signing him up for the project because you're just constantly (laughs) explaining it to everyone you meet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I definitely, we sold. I, I sold to a gas station person, but we've had a lot of people <laughs> that would come up to us and they really want to know. This is when we were using the big black mobile library for yeah. for those of you listening at home and wondering what we're at. So yeah, we, we're, we're pulling up to the border. We've got a 16-footer <laughs> uh, black, you know, we have the branding on the side, but like anyone can do that. And they're like, no, we need to look inside of this. And of course, then they like search the whole van and they always like, I remember, of course, I didn't like, we had like a sponsorship check that I didn't cash and had with me and they thought I was like smuggling money over the border. I mean, were you? You, Like really, I don't know, really, if you look, if you're listening to this and you wondered, we had no, we were, didn't know what we were doing.
1: I remember one of the border agents like getting really into it and like, we had the back of the truck open and he's like looking at a bunch of the sketchbooks and I had to like, Get this feel about like okay like please don't put those back on the shelf i'll never find oh, them no. like let me show those for you but he like got really into it and was like wanted to look at the art so yeah.
0: i remember remember when sarah and i packed up to go on that like two month 2013 trip remember and we like we were like got out the whole thing together and then we started driving off and we then went the wrong way through the city and somehow ended up going through The Queensboro Bridge, or no, the Queens Midtown Tunnel, and getting searched at the tunnel.
1: Oh, I don't remember that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then we had to drive through like Grand Central with the mobile (laughs) library attached because I like went the wrong way. That was awful.
1: Well, I'm going to admit that to this day, it gives me so much anxiety to think about driving that in the city. Like driving over the Verrazano Bridge, it's horrible in a car. It's very narrow. There's, it's, it's still, it was traumatizing, Steve. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I, I get it. I, I, I'm sorry. You know, okay. I let's let's talk it through. But it was. I don't know how we managed all of this.
1: Not a single major car accident or anything. No, That's nothing. That's impressive. All
0: right. Well, let's let's talk about the positives here. We're really yeah, like
1: I. <laughs> I'm curious about like what, especially just because you were saying like you grew a lot with this experience of tour. So what were a few of your favorite tour moments or like really memorable tour experiences? And something that sticks out right away is just I grew up um, in a Jersey suburb and always lived really close to the city and, you know, went to school in New York and then, you know, lived in, in Brooklyn after that always. And I remember driving out, like getting out of New York, getting out of Pennsylvania, and the first time it like really opened up where there's just like totally open road, like no even small suburbs. And I was just like blown away. Like, oh my gosh, there's there's so much nothing. Like it it just sounds stupid, but like I didn't realize there was so much room. <laughs> I like think we all live so cramped here. Um so yeah, that that first experience of like, oh wow, and that just uh experiencing life outside of my my norm, I mean, I, I traveled a bit, but it was always to like other cities and stuff too. And I'd never, never taken a road trip like that. Um, it felt really empowering um, too, yeah. to like, be behind the wheel of this big thing, <laughs> driving down the highway. Um, you know, it felt like a lot of trust was being put in me, uh, a lot of responsibility for the first time too, you know, like Steve was trusting me to take the collection out on the road. Um, usually, you know, me and one other coworker or two. And, um, to just do it, to, to drive and get to these cities and set up the shows. And yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty empowering.
0: Yeah. Well, I, 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 I second that too. I think it was just such a, I'm even you just talking about it now. I'm like, wait, should we go on tour again? I'm like, <laughs> as 35 year old as a 35 year old with a child, can I go on tour? No, it was so, it was like summer camp. It was like a really cool fun experience and i yeah you're you're making me you're making me miss it
1: <laughs> i learned how to pump gas on my very first tour stop. True,
0: two new jerseyans <laughs> here that was like an experience <laughs> so for us. funny.
1: i think it was with chris and and eli where we pulled over at a rest stop and they ran in like hey jess we're we're gonna use the bathroom can you fill it up and i was like yeah and then I (laughs) just I was literally watching someone else (laughs) I I love that (laughs) and I did it yeah that's
0: the end of part one if you want to hear more with my conversation with Jess Sugarman and all about our sketchbook project tour shenanigans listen to the next episode thank you so much to Jess and Autumn you want to learn more, participate in the project, or make a donation, head to brooklynartlibrary.org slash podcast. We'll see you next time.